Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Our Thoughts on This. This is episode two. I'm Alex. I'm Jason. I'm Fikari. And I'm Ali. And today we're going to be talking about The Flash and how much CGI is too much CGI. And yeah. 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 <laughs> so jumping right into The Flash. Um, the Flash just came out this week. Came out on Friday. And so it's a... Uh, Fresh in everybody's mind who's seen it. I know Jason has. I don't believe Ali or Trikari have, but I think they can still give some good opinions on what they've seen online. So let's start off with Jason. What did you think about it? Uh, this is by far... Excuse me. I just burped a little bit. (laughs) This is by far the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. Um... I don't know I if I'd much... say the worst. I think Black Adam is worse. No, I'd rather watch Punisher Warzone <laughs> than any second of this whole movie. I, I was disappointed in the action. I was disappointed in, in the acting. Um, shout out to Sasha Kaye. She's the best part of that movie. No, not uh, even close. The... Not even close. She's the... <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Sasha Kaye. Uh, um, yeah, I don't understand what the plot was. I really don't understand. You know what? Which season of The Flash had Savitar in it? I can't remember, but that is a really like... good point to bring up. Because in this, show, in this one, from Barry's unexplained ability to name every single thing that happens to him immediately, he can't come up with a better name other than Dark Flash. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally the, the Savitar plot, but done ten times worse. Oh yeah, well, the for sure. Plot was already pretty shitty too. So yes, it was. <laughs> it, oh, for sure. But like, as soon as he travels back in time, and then he meets uh, younger Barry. Okay, let's give a spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen the Flash. I think that should have been <laughs> self-explanatory. But we are going to completely spoil this movie. <laughs> Don't worry. All everything that was cool that happened in the movie, they also showed in the trailers. That so is true. You're, you're not yeah. seeing oh, anything. So here's a little brief rundown of what happens in this film. Barry. Uh, realizes accidentally that he can travel through time and he believes that he can go back in time in order to save his mother. This is heavily based off of the Flashpoint series from the comics and the movie that was made by the DC Animated Universe. And... What? You don't think so? I was just going to ask. Like, from what I've seen, like, is it really based on Flashpoint? (laughs) It is. It is unfortunately based on Flashpoint. It's, it, it's very loosely based. Extremely loosely based, but based yeah, on Flashpoint. It seems like it takes one general con- the concept of going back in time and saving his mom, and then everything else is kind of just whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, Barry starts running so fast that he accidentally goes backwards in time through, I think it's a few seconds. Is that what it is? I can't remember. Yeah. And then seconds. he. And then he decided, oh, well, I did seconds before. Let's push it back 15 years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he starts traveling backwards in time and through what he's through what he immediately calls the Chrono Bowl for no reason whatsoever. It's immediately once he travels back in time and meets his younger self, he goes, oh, I just traveled through the Chrono Bowl. And I'm sitting there in the theater going, what the hell is the Chrono Bowl? <laughs> Why wouldn't they just call it the Speed Force? He does call it the Speed Force. He calls it this. He talks about the Speed Force, the Chrono Bowl, and there's one other term that he uses, and I can't remember what it is right now. 
but oh. it's like everything <laughs> that happens to him, he just makes up a name immediately, and there's no really explanation for why he's naming it these things. They're just like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to name it this. Also, this movie heavily relies on the fact that you already understand who the Flash is, what his powers are, and that he's a scientist. If you don't know anything about those facts going into this movie, the movie does not explain it at all. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you haven't seen Justice League, then why would you watch The Flash? Maybe because Justice League came out nearly, what was it, eight years ago? That's a good and this point. Is the most, this is supposed to be the sequel to that movie. That is a Directly good in the timeline. Yeah, it's just like, it's titled The Flash. I can see how someone would be like, especially if you don't keep up with that kind of stuff. Okay, so this is just a Flash movie. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into why this is such a terrible movie. All right. <laughs> First of all, despite Jason's love for Sasha Kaye, she has no point in being Supergirl. It truly felt to me like this movie was solely intended for Henry Cavill to be playing Superman, except when DC pissed him off and they realized that they needed to pivot, they went uh, find a replace in the script and every time it said Superman wrote Supergirl. There is nothing in this movie that is special to her being Supergirl. No, not at all. This movie, first off, they do set up the fact that because he technically created a new universe, people will look different. But it it doesn't ch change the fact that events happen differently. So, like, it, it's very weird. It's very weird in this sense that, like, he goes back in time, changes the past, and now there's... It says Superman or Supergirl. But it doesn't explain the fact that, like, what is what did they call it in this movie? What, what did they call it? And not it's not absolute points. That's that's multiverse of madness. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, I believe it was an absolute point, wasn't it? I, I forget what they called. I, I I they called it something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Or inevitable points. I think they called it inevitable points. So like they right. uh the idea that Zod invades in twenty fourteen is like an inevitable point. Twenty thirteen. But twenty thirteen. I'm sorry. Twenty thirteen is an inevitable point. But it's but everything else bit. can't change. Yeah, it's a Canada bit. That's such a better term. <laughs> I can we can we just decide on what we're gonna call these things? I much prefer canon canon points. That brings up a canon really great point that I wanted to talk about. This is a multiverse movie. However, I think it is the worst attempt at a multiverse movie, and the entire superhero genre has been way too oversaturated by multiverse movies through everything that Marvel's done in the last three years that I just didn't care about it. What did you think, Jason? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> excuse me, the, the, it has zero consequences or stakes because they can immediately, they immediately introduce the idea that he can just go back and change everything. Um, if he wants to, um, except for the, and, uh, inevitable points for whatever reason, except for the inevitable points, which it doesn't make sense the Supergirl dying is an inevitable point because in the original timeline Superman doesn't die in that fight. Anyways, um That's a good and point. then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then um 
it doesn't set up the new universe at all. Uh, the DCU, it doesn't set that up at all. So this movie literally has zero consequences because it resets the whole universe, but it doesn't show us. It the does new not universe. reset the whole universe. We'll get yeah, into well, that. So, we'll get into yeah, that. So, that's a, so like, that's something I'm really it, mad about. It, it it has no point in existing. That's true. It, it, Very and true. This movie has no point. It's like the Aquaman movies. What you know? Why nobody watches the Aquaman movies? Because they don't mean anything. Because they're not they have Chinese. No greater impact. And they're not Chinese. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, like, I mean, the only reason. Like, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Trikari. I was gonna say it seems like the Flash, overall, because like I've seen stuff where like like the just what the story was supposed to be about has changed so much. Like it seems like the idea, the whole movie is just a relic of somebody else's idea, and they just did it because they've already wasted too much money on it. Like, for they sure. should like if they were gonna cancel any movie, it should have been this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So maybe. Oh. Not they should have canceled Batgirl. I, I I fully stand by that decision to cancel Batgirl. It looked terrible. Hey, it looked hot garbage, but it looked hot garbage. But I bet you Batgirl would have had more ramifications for the universe with anything that happened in the Flash movie. <laughs> I can promise you that. Yeah, I just want to clarify my Chinese point for a moment. The only reason I said that is because um, Aquaman is consistently the lowest performing. Um, DC movie in the United States. However, it is the highest performing DC movie in China. In case you didn't know that, yes. It has brought in more money than almost any other DC movie, I think, combined. That's why it's got close to the billion dollar mark, just based on China alone. Good for Jason Momoa. I know. The Chinese (laughs) love him. Yeah, has Jason Momoa ever been in anything that's considered good? Game of Thrones. Besides Um... the Dune movie? I didn't even know he was in Game of Thrones. He was in the first two seasons. What was he? He. I feel like he's been in something that wasn't bad. He was in Conan. <laughs> that was bad. He was in Fast they 10. A... That was also bad. Um. What was? What was he been? Uh. He was. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking. Um. <laughs> IMDb. Can we get a sponsorship? <laughs> yes, please. Wow. Um, he, uh, boy. He was in Johnson Family Vacation. He, I remember that movie from when I was a kid. I, I, um, I do not know what yeah. that is. This yeah. is the first time I'm hearing about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> it's not looking good for my boy Jason. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna be in a Minecraft movie. Apparently. Yes, he so, is. Minecraft movie coming out next year. So excited! Yeah. It's coming I out the same day movie. as something else. Oh gosh, what's what's it coming out the same day as? It's gonna be an Oppenheimer Barbie situation. I can't remember. Oh my! I think it's I'm the same day as. The... Huh? I'm gonna look it up right now. When is it? For some reason, I'm thinking it's like, it, I, I'm thinking it's scheduled like the same time as the next Mission Impossible, but I can't. It, I'm not April certain on that 4th, right now. Twenty twenty five. Movies coming out. Coming out in April. Oh my god! If I could type twenty twenty five. Uh. Untitled Disney sequel. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's, gonna, that's, that's, that's all it. it says. That's it. 
I can't believe I can't remember it right now, but it is coming out the same day as something else. And uh, obviously we're going to see the Minecraft movie first. Absolutely. Of yeah. course. Of course. In the same vein as the Barbie movie. That's right. Yeah. Barbie comes first. Well, well no, no, no. Because Barbie is a dessert, my guy. You have to. <laughs> you're going to suffer through the meal first. first. Eat your yeah, veggies. I'm a, I'm... I want to see Japan get bombed first. <laughs> and then to cleanse the negativity from my spirit, I'm going to watch Barbie. I see. I don't think I can do that in the same day. What do you mean? No, you, you go, you don't leave the theater. Yeah, that's uh... you're oh, in it. You're, like... you're there for at least six hours. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Do you think yep. the Barbie movie is going to be better than The Flash? Oh, for sure. I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt. No doubt. You know what? Um, I think the One Piece live action movie can be better than The Flash. It's a movie? I saw the trailer. I didn't know if it was a show or a movie. Oh, there's it a might be, I thought it was just stills. It might be a show. You know, it doesn't matter because it's going to suck, but it's going to be better than The Flash. There Apparently, there's some people who are like excited for it. And I was like, man, did y'all not see what happened to Cowboy Bebop? But okay. <laughs> I, I I don't think Cowboy Bebop was that bad. Okay, that's not. Let's. I'm not. Okay, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. All right, back to the Flash. Back to the Flash. The Flash did not reset the universe. That's the thing that pissed me off the, so much. James Gunn lied to me, and I feel betrayed. James Gunn said that the Flash sets up the new DCU. However, in the end, where they could have had the perfect opportunity for where Barry's on the phone, and he's like, oh, Bruce, I'm so glad to hear your voice. Which, first of all, how the hell did he not realize it wasn't Ben Affleck's voice? Second of all, he's like, oh, Bruce, I'm so glad to hear your voice. And the car pulls up, and someone steps out of the car, and their face is obstructed for a little bit. And then we see George Clooney. And I'm so so upset. Is George Clooney... And he he immediately he immediately disrespects Barry, if I remember correctly. Yes, he does. He immediately disrespects Barry, and... It would have been the perfect opportunity to cut the stupid cameo by George Clooney that no one wanted and instead just keep Bruce's face obscured the whole time and have just show Barry's reaction of being like, who the heck is this guy? It would have been perfect for setting up the fact that Barry is now in the new DCU. However, they used a stupid cameo. Or there's the other option on this one is that James Gunn has decided to make Clooney the new Batman for the DCU. And I hope not. Well, he, Jim's gonna also, if I remember correctly, um, confirmed that he hasn't cast anybody for the new Batman movie, but that just that Andy Muschietti, Muschietti, oh, I don't know how you pronounce that, um, yeah, is is directing that movie, which is a terrible, yes, terrible, terrible idea. idea. Um, what all has he it, worked on? He did it, chapter one and two, which is why, which is why. Stephen King so weirdly overpraised it because I saw Stephen King's comments on Twitter of like this is the greatest movie like he's ever seen in a long time and I was like Stephen King said this and then I realized that it chapter one and two is the highest grossing Stephen King movie of all time and I realized oh that's why he likes Andy Musichetti <laughs> oh is that how you say that you know I what so 
no, no disrespect. I'm not gonna say your name that way. I'm gonna call you <laughs> Machete. Uh, um, that's disrespectful. I do not care. <laughs> um, it's Juneteenth. Was... We can do what we want. <laughs> it's, it's my whoa, day. It's my day. Hold up now. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> Today is my day, and I get to do what I want. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we already know that. First off, I hope they don't cast Ezra Miller as the new Flash. I Ezra Miller, besides um, besides their crazy antics <laughs> with uh, <laughs> just abusing random people for no reason, uh, starting a cult, <laughs> yeah, starting a cult, kidnapping people, Talking um, yeah, assaulting Breaking minors, people's homes, and do, do we do we know safe. do we know why they even had them stay in this movie? I think because it was uh, filmed. Because it was, yeah, it was already shot and oh. filmed. Yeah, bro, not... they should have just redid that shit. <laughs> what? Oh, they oh, already they already redid thing. one of the faces onto the stupid body double who had the different face shape than Ezra Miller, so you could immediately tell who was the one that was replaced in each scene. Yeah. <laughs> they should have done what they did with Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> oh God, that would have been yeah, perfect. No. Yeah, but yeah. Bro. It's a circular type deal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I, I don't know. I would have got about the movie and walked away. I thought about it several times. I thought about it several times legitimately. But if I had seen that the CGI was on the same level as painted over face, Kiri yeah. Cavill, I would have got up and left. Just yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I have not seen this film yet. But I just like, I if you're starting, I I don't know, man. The, from what you're telling me, the plot seems like a huge mess. So, like, my thought is, like, why would you not just, like, start over? Like, because most people, the, the average person does not know about Flashpoint or crises or any of that stuff. So why would you not just say, we're starting over, guys? Which, <laughs> I, I mean, this hopefully they are. The end. Uh, yeah. Maybe. But if, let's say George Clooney does, is Batman now, it's just like, why, why do they keep relying on nostalgia to bring people in instead of like just good stories and stuff i know <laughs> well it's i know because it's because the modern the people in the modern scene who write these movies aren't fans of the genre so like they like the i bet you i could probably say but the person who wrote the flash movie probably has never read a flash comic book i think it's doesn't three really people. Okay, so the three people who wrote this movie probably yeah. never see, read a Flash comic book. I probably just went to uh, the DC wiki, looked up key points about the character, and that's how they based their whole writing off of. Or they watched a Flash TV show, and that's what they wanted to decide to base <laughs> everything off of. And Which, that, th- even that, I don't believe, because the first season of The Flash is not bad. So The first, they season, must the first watched... two seasons of The Flash are not bad. Everything after yeah. that... Yeah, the third season's where it gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. you can definitely t- tell that they watched the last season, season eight. That's what they based different. <laughs> like, yeah, they watched season the Avatar eight. season. <laughs> that's right. They, they said, Avatar. oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, this, let's is, do this, this, again. Is the, this is the best thing to ever be done in fiction. We're going to adopt Flashpoint and popular media, media for the fourth time yeah. in 10 years, and we're going to do it worse. Yeah. We're gonna do it worse. I, yeah, I just feel like when people try to adapt, like, I feel like everything besides the animated adaptation, because I feel like the animated adaptation is not trying to like 
Well, I know it does set up the new line of DC movies that happened afterwards, but I feel like it also is just like, here's the story that we're adapting, you know, here's this comic book. Okay, that's, that's what I feel like a lot well, of. Yeah. I actually rewatched that movie um, yesterday because yeah. I was like, I'm in a flash, but let me rewatch Flashpoint. Um, it's so good. Flash, yeah, it, yeah, it hits a lot of the key major points yeah. of the comic. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of focuses in on that. Is it a perfect adaptation? No, but I mean, it's you can't get a perfect adaptation because if you wanted a perfect adaptation, just go read the original thing, you know. <laughs> um, so but it, it really hits on the points of what makes a flashpoint story great is that there's consequences to Barry's actions. But in yeah. this whole movie, there are no consequences to anything Barry does, he faces no real consequences for any of his actions. Yep. In fact, in fact, he gets off scot free with everything. There is no yeah. reverse flash fight. There is no um, speed force demon coming after him. There is <laughs> yeah. there's none of this. There's none of this. No after effects to anything that he does. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of that, I do. Um, I want to hear your opinion on something, Jason. Yeah. How would you have felt if instead of Michael Keaton playing Bruce Wayne? If he played Thomas Wayne, even if they had made him Thomas Wayne, I don't think it could have saved the fact that this movie is just a garbage. I all know. Around. I agree. I agree. It is it bad, but it would have been closer to the original because yeah. the only reason that they have Keaton play Batman is because he's played him in the past, and they explain it as like, oh, as soon as you um like time travel and like create a branch multi or uh, create a node. I, in the timeline, which, first of all, how the hell does Batman know this? He's just like, oh, oh, oh you, you time traveled? It was, oh, you time traveled? You know, common misconception is that you go back in time and everything before it stays the same. Actually, this is what happens. And Barry's just like, okay, cool. And Batman yeah, never explains how the hell he learned that. Well, he, he knows because he's, he's Batman. Exactly. He's the smartest man in, on Earth. Like Exactly, man. Obviously. Exactly. The world's greatest detective. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but still. We don't know if Mr. Griffin's question. Yes. God. Yes, that's true. But still, um, they the only reason that Keaton played him was because he played Batman in the past. And they explain yes. it as in, as soon as you create the node in the timeline, that like anything can change. So... Batman can be a different person and like people look different and they say that however throughout the entirety of the movie the only person that looks different in any of the timelines is Batman nobody else yeah. looks different nobody I mean I assume a it's because they couldn't get Christian Bale but b it's just like I, I feel like this movie feels it feels like it needs it thinks it needs to explain stuff to people who don't care. <laughs> like, nobody cares. It's the same thing with the Spider-Man, or the Across the Spider-Verse movies, where it's like, why do all the Spider-Men look different if they're all just Peter Parker? Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, talk about missed opportunities. The fact that they didn't have Christopher Daniel Barnes, a.k.a. 90s animated series Spider-Man, in the Spider-Verse movie is a terrible idea, because I would have just loved to hear the, I'll chase you to the ends of the earth, shocker! I would have just loved to hear that. That that is a crazy missed opportunity. Uh, <laughs> movie would have been a thirteen out of forty-five if they had done that. A thirteen. Yeah, 13. What is the scale? Out of thirteen out of forty-five. That's terrible. That's like a twenty-five <laughs> percent. Don't worry about it. Math doesn't make sense. 
That doesn't make sense. I thought you liked the movie. What? <laughs> oh, so, like you're focusing too much on what I my words and not my actions. <laughs> okay. All right. I forgot where I was going with it mid sentence. I don't know. So. I don't know. Back to the flash. <laughs> um I think that's pretty much all I have story wise, because the story itself is so jumbled up that it doesn't really matter. It's just a terrible interpretation of Flashpoint. What I would really love to talk about is Christopher Reeve. He showed up? Uh unfortunately, is, yes he did. Is he in they, the act- Hmm? Yeah, no, is they willed the- out his corpse personally for this movie. <laughs> Uh, they CGI puppeted the dead man's corpse to act like Superman one more time, and it was really uncomfortable. That's... It was really uncomfortable because they all looked like plastic. It, you know what? The best way to describe it is it looked like a Ubisoft video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's like... looked... okay. I mean, I assume they got permission from his estate, but like still. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, throw money at anybody, you'll get permission. It's like, should they have? That's the better question. <laughs> well, you know what's even worse? With CGI Nick Cage Superman. Oh my god, that was so bad. Apparently, look- apparently Nick Cage filmed that. So why did they go through and redo it in CGI? Ah, dude, I don't know. Yeah, Nick I- Cage just wanted a paycheck. For people who well, don't know, Nick Cage is a massive Superman fan, and between Superman Returns with Brandon Routh and Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, Nick Cage was set to star in a Superman movie directed by Kevin Smith. However, that was initially scrapped like before it even reached the production phase, but in order to pay homage to that possibility, Nick Cage shows up in a very brief cameo where he fights a giant yeah. spider. Interesting uh, he's- He's oh. the only one who he's the only one of the cameos who actually does something too. That's right. You want to know what's like crazy? Like, because I feel like the only reason that even exists is because of that one picture of Nick Cage in the suit. But yeah. like, oh for sure. Old, the whole Justice League Mortal that that old, the other canceled Super movie or whatever. If mm-hmm. there was pictures of that, oh my god, we would never see the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here's Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. No, and people would act like it was the best movie they ever be made that was never made too. Yeah, that's how they act. They're like, "This is the best movie ever be made." Sound good either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was just way too much CGI, especially in that like whole Chrono Bowl sequence. The thing that made no sense to me at all is why the hell in the Chrono Bowl did they choose to go through and make everything CGI when it's very clearly a character model of an actual still from a movie. They show Jason Momoa throwing a trident. They show Henry Cavill as Superman, like, during the uh, Justice League scene where he first wakes up from uh, death, essentially, and he's attacking the Justice League. Like, they show those exact moments, except they've recreated them in CGI, and they've recreated them very poorly. Why wouldn't they just pull the plate image and say, here you go, you can actually see something that doesn't look like crap? Uh, well, yeah, you know, these are questions to ask. These are questions that I'm not in charge of. <laughs> so, well, yeah. the, the simple answer is is because it had, according to what I just looked up, it had the lowest budget at $220 million, which is still a lot of money, but it was less than the budget for Justice League, less than the budget for uh, Batman v Superman, and less than the budget of Man of Steel. So you're yeah, telling me that 
because it had a lower budget, it makes sense for them to spend the time and money to create these scenes digitally instead of just no, using I, actual footage? I feel, like, I feel like what they did was they wanted to do more and then they ran out of money. And they were and Warner Brothers was like, look, we're gonna sell the whole company and we're just gonna <laughs> cut it off. You're just gonna call well, it. I I think a lot of this also plays into the fact that this movie was not supposed to be like a flashpoint movie, I don't think, right? Like it that wasn't what it was always supposed to be, right? Like it only became that once they realized, okay, what we're doing isn't working and we need to start over. And no, didn't I, believe, like I believe this was filmed way before James Gunn took over. But well, still, it was like filmed... was it always supposed to be like the flashpoint movie even before when they thought people I think so well no because it was originally announced in 2014 yes that's true and it was set it was announced in 2014 for release in 2018 so i feel like it was supposed to be a direct sequel to a justice league movie but because of all the failures of warner brothers management that they just decided here let's do something that's easy that we can do really quickly if they just decided on Flashpoint storyline because it's unfortunately, would you say it's the most the most famous Flash storyline? I mean, yeah. Um, what else I mean, is there? It's yeah, the most known. Would, yeah, I, yeah. I also, yeah. But tw- besides the one where he goes to Earth too, I think yeah, this is the mm-hmm. most famous Flash storyline ever. So yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense why they chose to do it. I just think that they could have done it a lot better. Or not even done it at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, but if you're going to make a Flash yeah. movie, what are you going to do? Unless you want to bring Zack Snyder back and actually have him fulfill his vision of making the Doomsday and actually well, I mean, like, like paying off the whole time travel in, what was it, Batman v Superman? Where well, the yeah, Flash yeah, shows up true. to Bruce in his dream? Like, we never yeah, got I mean, that while, answer. Like, while like obviously this is one of the Flash more one, the Flash does have good story. Like I feel like you easily could have made a good Gorilla Grodd movie if you wanted to, or like even done the Reverse Flash if you wanted to. Like if you still wanted that time travel element, their stories well, Reverse Flash. They rely so. on Reverse Flash too much for everything. He was in every season of the Flash TV show. That's true. <laughs> like they rely on the Reverse Flash. But like, how many people are still watching the Flash though? By season nine, how many people were still watching the Flash though? Probably Not nobody. Me. Not yeah. I know a couple people. They lost were still me. watching it. <laughs> That's crazy. I stopped after season one. <laughs> really? <laughs> this wasn't it for you? Yeah, no. Okay. That's why I felt about um, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. I was I was more thinking towards the fact that it's like, oh man, the Snyderverse, one of my favorite things that never happened. Um. Oh, is that they were they oh, were God, really please no. <laughs> I love the Spenderverse. I love the Spenderverse. Anyways, I feel like if you're gonna do a Flash storyline, and if what you you should not ever start with Flashpoint. Yeah. You should start with oh, yeah. origin. You should it's start the same with as origin. like. Well, I mean, yeah. they give they show the Flash's origin through the Flash basically grooming his younger self in order to become the Flash. <laughs> Which well, is like that's direct... not what Ezra Miller will really do. I know that's why I use the term, but <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> but I think that it, I think that they had a good idea in order to tell Flashpoint and tell a Flash origin story in one movie. I just think that idea really poorly came across. But it's just like I feel like those concepts that were so antithetical to each other because it's just like Flashpoint is like 
not the end. Well, it kind of is the end for a lot of characters, at least. Like yeah. it's the because like once we go into the new fifty two after Flashpoint, like Barry, like it's a different thing. Like you know, you get Black Wally West. You get a lot of different stuff for the Flash. You know, his Rose Gallery becomes completely not completely different, but how they become who they are is generally very different. You know, and Flash's origin, like I feel like you can't. It's I was gonna say it's kind of like what was it No Way Home is that the third one where it's like okay Spider Man is now going to the Spider Verse it's it's the third one like you can't that's like the end <laughs> you can't just do that yet <laughs> it's like going from Man of Steel like if watching Man of Steel Batman versus Superman even Justice League it's like whoa 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 where did Aquaman show up from wait yeah. a minute what, 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 why is he here but Cyborg yeah, I, what you didn't build on this at all and I, like I do have a question though if or, mm-hmm. or I didn't tell you. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's your question? Is Ellery Mezzer's Flash, is it actually Barry Allen or is it Wally West? Ezra Miller's well, they Flash? call him Barry. It's they Barry call him No, Barry. like, no, but is the character, because uh, Grant Gustin's Flash is Wally West, essentially, you know? So, like, is it really, like, Barry Allen's character or are they just calling him Barry Allen while adapting Wally West's kind of personality for the character? You know, I would say it's neither. It's Ezra mm-hmm. Miller. <laughs> running fast is the character he plays because he does he doesn't do very good acting. Yeah. He doesn't act like Barry Allen. He, he no. you know what? He acts like a socially inept autistic person. Like I don't know how else to describe it. He acts like he has the most debilitating form of autism where if he has to talk to somebody, he just shuts down and explodes. Because that's all <laughs> that happens throughout that whole movie. How does he talk to Iris West? Is, is she in the movie? She is in the yes. movie. Finally. Bro, Iris West is like, hey, would you like to go on a date with me, Barry Allen? And Barry Allen is like, I'm going to go travel back in time. What are you talking about? <laughs> in the middle of the date, he's like, actually, gotta go. I'm going to go save my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most out-of-pocket intense thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, no, I agree. Well, is there anything else you have to say about The Flash, Jason? Um... Uh, Cinemark movies. I, I would like a refund. <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's All not right. their fault. <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent their fault. Okay. I'm blaming. Yeah, they, like, okay. they shouldn't put the poster up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if not, then I would love to lead into our next topic of how much CGI is too much CGI, and at what point does a movie basically just become animated? And so I want to start this off. I have a couple examples, and I want to hear your guys' opinion on whether or not these are animated or live-action films, all right? All right. So first off, I want to start with something that uh, could be a little tricky. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Is that animated? Is that live-action? What is it? Well, I think, like, that movie specifically, like, it's both. Right, like I think that movie specifically, like it's blurring the lines between what it is and isn't. Like other, well, I guess we'll see with what other movies you name. But with something like Avatar, like that movie, it's majority of it is animated. It's not like on real sets. It's like behind a green screen. So like I, that's what I would say. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is like very distinctly in between both of those. That's okay. Okay. So leading more into something that's uh, not very distinctly both, what what would you consider the Transformers films? 
I would say live action. Okay. Despite the majority of the cast being animated? I feel like it's got that perfect mix going on. Where there's large animated characters, but they still have enough real people in it to make it like that. that And and practical. Yeah. uh, And real stuff there. You know what I'm saying? Like the sets are still real. There's still people there. So you're saying that in order for it to be live action, there has to be a filmed element. It can't be computer generated. I would think so. I okay. Maybe like a little more specific, but like I think generally that's how it would be. Okay, because my next example is into the Spider Verse. We can all say that's purely animation, right? But across the Spider Verse had live action elements in it, but it's still animation. Yeah, I mean, I think that movie so, had a live action scene. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I would no, say it. It would have to be like a majority of it ha- has to be recorded, like filmed, not computer generated, to be live action. Okay, that makes sense. I feel that's um, like that's gonna bite me in the butt <laughs> later on. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And so. Trikari already brought this up, but Avatar, the majority of that is not filmed. However, it's still a live-action movie. Specifically, the first Avatar has a lot more live-action elements than the second Avatar, yet they're both considered live-action movies. Do you think it's the intent of the film itself from the very beginning that determines whether or not it's live-action or animated? I guess what do uh, you mean? Well, I, I, I think I, I, think I yeah. can give an answer. Okay. I, I don't know if it has much to do with the intent, but maybe much more to do with the how they set it up. So like we'll use the example of Across the Spider-Verse, right? Now, Donald Glover does show up in that scene, but he's a cameo character. He doesn't appear for the majority of the movie. He's in and out. Mm-hmm. He's in and out. But when you talk about something like Avatar, a especially the first one, which had a lot more real people in it, I would say it's still more of that mix because there are real actors doing real actions still in the movie. But then you compare it to Avatar Wave the Water, where I would assume that movie is probably 99% CGI. <laughs> so, Except for all I, the scenes I, with Spider. Except, yeah. does anybody remember those scenes? I don't think so. No. I do remember that um, one, White Kid with Dreads. <laughs> the white, the white Kid with Dreads. I, I assumed he was going to start speaking in a racist Jamaican accent. Some part of the movie. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I, I kind of think of Avatar, the, the way of water, the shape of water, whatever it's called, is the, the shape of water is the movie. The shape with of the, water, Guillermo del Toro's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. The way of water is definitely more animated, but I feel like there's this stigma of CGI versus true animation that we're starting to blur the lines in more and more when you see things like Across the Spider Verse. Because I would say Across the Spider Verse was all computer generated and imagery. It's all computer generated animation. Yeah. That's much more like a classic 2D animated movie, and how they how they do things. While you talk about something like Avatar, where it's all just, you know, they're animating over stuff, basically yeah. basically super fancy rotoscoping. Okay, well I have a I have a question for you then. 
if you look at Spielberg's, uh, what is it, The Adventure of Tintin, that was all filmed using motion capture, but the entire thing's animated. They're animating over actual live performances. Mm, I, I would feel again like that's closer to uh, that's closer to my Avatar example because. But but it's uh, a different I, classification of film, is it not? Avatar, you're saying is live action, but Tintin. Well, is no, I'm saying Avatar animated. Two is animation. I'm saying Avatar okay. Two is animation, but there's a stigma attached to it where people won't consider it animation. If I think it is purely. It's all animated, even though it's, you know, it's all motion rigs and stuff like that. It's all, what is it, performance capture is what they call it now? Mm -hmm. Instead of motion capture? Yes, performance capture. And when I talk about something like Adventures of Tintin, I feel like that movie, the main difference is the stylization. Because when you watch Avatar, the people aren't stylized. They just look like, well, besides the the Navi are stylized, obviously, because they're all fictional. But even the parts that are animated with real human people, they are all just look like people. But when we watch something like Adventures of Tintin, even though it's motion captured, they still change for proportions. There's still a, a layer of artistic, uh, I don't want to say integrity, but artistic vision layered over top, which lines it more up with like when you're talking about like across the Spider-Verse or traditional 2D animation. Okay. No, I, I appreciate that. Ali or Trigari, do you have anything to add to that? Do you uh, disagree? Do you agree? I guess like I I I think you're bringing some interesting examples but like I would still call like Tintin an animated film I guess I would say like because once again like I do feel like I do feel like I would call it animation just because that's how it's being presented to the audience you know and I just think I mean I think largely with a movie like the Avatar I don't think I think a lot of it comes down to how it was pitched originally. Cause I think if you come out and say, I want to make this animated movie. And also I want this incredibly large budget. Most studios <laughs> might be like, mm, no. <laughs> so I think a lot of it just depends on like how, so it's kind of, I think kind of goes back to what you said about intent. So I think a lot of it depends on how it's pitched, but ultimately I think how it's ultimately turns out matters too. I hope that made sense. Or no, it, does. it does. It definitely does. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. Okay. All right. Wholeheartedly. So, do we have a consensus on where the line is drawn? Is it? Are we saying that intent during filming is where you determine whether or not it's live action or animated? I don't know. Like, it's 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 hard to it's hard it's to kind of define that line. Yeah, it's yeah, hard to define that like, line. With your example, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it was clear that their intent was we want to film, but also use animated elements. Both in like Avatar, I think. I think obviously I don't not James Cameron, but is that is it James Cameron, right? It is James Cameron. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I'm not him. So, but I feel like his intention is not I'm making an animated film, but I'm just making a really a spectacular film that happens to also use like computer generated elements. So he doesn't really consider it like that. But ultimately, how it's okay. how I receive it is as an animated film. So I think it like I think intent matters, but yeah, like I said, intent. Like it varies. Like, and I think a lot of it's intent also with how it's received, if that makes sense. No, I agree. I agree. And so, would you say the same thing of Who Framed Roger Rabbit towards something like Space Jam? Yeah. 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 Oh, I would say Space Jam is almost like an Avatar 2 example because the beginning of the movie is very much 
mixture of both, but once he goes down the rabbit hole, you know, into Space Jam is Space Jam is basically Alice in Wonderland when you really think of it. Yeah. Um but once he goes down the rabbit hole and he's in a fully animated universe, then that's more towards Avatar 2. So I think that movie, that movie is a perfect example of something that's that's like perfectly in between. Okay. No, I, I appreciate that. All right, those are all the examples I had. Does anybody else want to, uh, do they have any examples they want to talk about of where they think the line should be drawn or no? Hmm. Would you consider the original Mask with Jim Carrey animated or live action? I would consider that live action. Yeah, I would consider yeah. that. That's live action with CGI elements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of like, because yeah. like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit's a really good. I know there's been more films kind of like that, but I'm like drawing a blank right now. Inspector Gadget? There's, Inspector Gadget is like that. There's the Looney Tunes movies. Yeah. Does uh, the uh, Garfield movie count? No, right? No, I think I think Garfield movies live action. Not the new one. Yeah, the new one that's coming out next year, I believe, isn't. But yeah, that one's fully fully animated. But yeah, there's a would you consider the Sonic movie animated? Because literally, Sonic Mm. Two, Sonic Two, is a really good movie. No disrespect, but Sonic Two, once once he leaves, there's parts of that movie that are completely all computer generated. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so let's. Oh, I think that. Go ahead. I think you can like that's kind of like how like Transformers is. Mm-hmm. I would say, I would still consider yeah. it live action with um, yeah. CGI elements. Okay, okay. And so let's say, if everyone's all right with saying, for the sake of the rest of this episode, that it is the intent that determines whether or not it's live action or animated. How much CGI is too much? Where? is that line crossed where something that's intended to be live action is going too far in terms of animated elements. Any Marvel movie after <laughs> Winter Soldier. It's <laughs> 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 literally the example right there. Well, and why I, is that? Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's certain pet peeves I'm going to have to Marvel movies. In these more modern Marvel movies, really starting after Winter Soldier, they'll create these really awesome, amazing costumes, and then they'll CGI over them entirely. So I'm thinking of, like, the Black Panther, the whole final fight scene in that movie, the first one, which was entirely CGI, and they yeah. um, they CGI'd over the costume for the majority of that movie. Any of the three Spider-Man movies, they CGI'd over that costume entirely. Um, and it's all that nanotech BS, which I hate. So you would uh, say, like, when it's being used in unnecessary situations when it's and, being yeah when it's being used in a way where it's a waste of resources you know yeah so you compare the first iron man movie iron man 1 where there's a practical real iron man suit you kind of get this you kind of see how it fits in the world and yeah. then you go to something like in game where it's all cgi and they mm-hmm. also have the floating heads problem because everybody's head looks like it's <laughs> floating above their neckline because yeah. it's all CGI over top, even yeah. though those are all real outfits. Yeah, because right. that's what I was going to bring up with like, because like in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, there's still like enhancements to the suit like afterwards digitally. So I was just going to bring that up and to see how you feel about that, you know. Well, I, I feel like that's because like we know when Spider-Man is swinging, that's mostly yeah. CGI. 
Yeah. I, and I, I know that, but that's because, you know, you can't, people can't swing from the Empire State Building. It's not possible. Hey, uh, well, you probably could. <laughs> right you probably could, but you, you might not make it back. <laughs> um, but I, I think a perfect example is Amazing Spider-Man 1. Right. Amazing Spider-Man 1 suit was entirely practical. Andrew Garfield had that suit on. And then for some of the fight scenes and swinging scenes, there was actually somebody in in like a green screen environment swinging. Some, you know, sometimes it wasn't stuff. even green screen environment. There are some swinging scenes in the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 where they actually filmed that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But then you watch something like No Way Home where everything is CJ out over it. It, it. You start to lose kind of the, the sense of the no pun intended, spectacularness of Spider-Man. You know, you, you the amazing feeling you get when you see Spider-Man kind of fades away because it doesn't look like a real person doing it. Right. It looks like a video game character doing right. it. Right. So we're saying that it becomes too much CGI when it's unnecessary, but there definitely is a place for it, right? Yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely a place, place for it. For yeah, okay. I mean, because like, it's been around for a while now. Like, sure. I think you you don't get iconic scenes like what you get in the Matrix without it, you know. So I think that there's right. a place for it, right? Or even and, Jurassic Park without yeah, CGI. That's true. That's true. One of my favorite examples is the John Wick franchise. All of the gunshots and all of the blood and all of that is entirely um, generated later, but it helps sell the movie. Yeah. Does it? Because John Wick 4 is crazy because they were shooting people point blank and they're like, oh, they got bulletproof suits on. I was like, all right, bro, you lost me. You I lost think that's me. three. No, no, I saw four and that's literally no, all saw... the beginning. Oh, yes, the, first... the beginning one. Yes, yes. Yeah, the yes. beginning, the first 40 minutes of that or 30 yeah. minutes of that movie was video game characters fighting yeah, each but other. I think as soon as you get off of that, then they do start taking damage a lot more quickly, except for the the main bad guy, which is unfortunate because that man should have died like three times over in that movie. <laughs> 100%. But okay, okay. Um, so, but CJ doesn't necessarily have to be there only to enhance. We can have fully um, CGI characters like in the Transformers movies, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's fair. I think a lot of like, I do think it's a little bit more nuanced than Jason's book because I think it comes down to like, because overall, it comes down to quality. If it looks good, nobody's going to say anything, right? And like, right. But if it looks bad, of course we're going to say something. Actually, you know. So I think that, like, ultimately, like, we can talk about, like, where the line is. But I think a lot of it just depends on, like, is it of quality? Like, if you're putting out something that looks terrible, of course, like, like the Black Panther final fight with Killmonger and T'Challa, it's, it's going to be okay. That looks like garbage. But kind of like with Transformers, because I think... At least for the first couple Transformers movies, you know, the Transformers look pretty dope, you know? So, yeah, like, I think even, it just depends on the like, beginning quality. of the Bumblebee movie, with the War for Cybertron, it looked just like the 2013, or not even 2013, like the 2011 video game. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the shooter, the third person shooter, it was like, oh my God, this looks just like how I imagined Transformers in my head as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where some of these issues lie because you talk about that versus something like fast and furious 10 and it's like oh well why why like if you're gonna cgi this whole movie why even have real actors in it in the first place okay and so So, that is a perfect example that leads me into something i really really want to talk about is we're saying that cgi is acceptable if it makes something look good right 
However, yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves that's been happening very recently in film is the need to have a one or a completely one-shot action scene. And lately, yeah. especially in Guardians 3 and even in The Flash, these one are done with entirely in CGI. Should that count? Does it make it better that it's a one or is it an un- overuse of CGI? I mean, it definitely, at least for me, like... I'm not going to treat it the same as like, say like, I'm trying to think of a one shot that I really like. Like I know the there's Daredevil that one fight in... scenes or anything like that? Yes. Something like that. Or even the the fight scene from um old boy, you know? Sure. Where yeah. it's like, I'm not going to treat it with the same level of difficulty or just like creativity that those scenes required because like, not, not to, cause I feel like I don't want to make it sound like we're just like sh- shitting on like, you know, what are, what are, I... what are Artic- <laughs> <laughs> what, what would their title be? Because I don't make it sound like because obviously they play a large role in making the movies. They're 3D animators. Yeah, just, they 3D animators. Yeah, so the animators they play a role in like making these movies good. But I think a lot of times, especially with something like The Flash, they're overworked, they're crunched, and they aren't given a lot of resources to make sure. them even look sure. good. So that being said, it was like I don't know. It's just like yeah, I, it's, I'm not it's, saying it doesn't look good. I mean, the Guardians 3 and the Flash one definitely look good. I mean, it's the best use of CGI in the film. However, it's very clear that it's CGI because a lot of the things that happen, the shots that happen, are impossible. And as soon as, to me, as I realize that something's impossible in this uh, this one shot, I don't care anymore. I don't care how impressive it looks that it's all CGI and it looks live action and... If it's impossible, there's no point in showing off your ability at making a, a one-shot scene. Yeah, I definitely, like, I think, like, I think this is another thing that works. Like, it's, it's nuanced, you know? It's complicated, because, like, like I said, I'm not going to treat with the same, like, I'm not going to be with the same as something like the, the scene in Old Boy, but I do think it shows, like, I do think if you're trying to communicate, like, a specific thing, you know, per se, with, like, a one-shot or trying to show, like, just something, just trying to show something cool to your audience. I think there's value in that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's value in that, to me at least. So, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I I just don't think there is value. Hmm. Ali, I, do you have anything to say, I, Jason? Oh, I'll let Ali go first. No, Jason, you go ahead. I was going to say, I do think that there's value in it, but I feel like there's less artistic merit in it when it's completely CGI because you lose, like I said, the spectacle of it. Like, the thing about the one that made the first season of Daredevil Wonder and the old boy Wonder so special is that it's all real people doing it. It's real actors going from place to place, the camera panning, there's a director there. There's so many elements there that need to go perfect to make it work. And then you see something like the ones in um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, which are all CGI and the Flash, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, now what's what's special about the idea of the Wonder is gone. Right, yeah. I agree. I, I think it's like that that quality, you know, like what Chikar was saying earlier. Like if it looks good, then you know people won't say shit about it. But if it looks bad, yeah, yeah. If it looks bad, then it's it's called like I don't know, like cartoonish doo doo, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, but and, yeah, I. Think... Sorry, I was just saying that all goes back to this kind of idea that 
something like the budget is yeah. so entirely put into it because when somebody decides to stop spending money or decide to say, hey, this is all we're going to do, then you get the terrible looking CGI or it's rushed, you know, and that type of stuff is all very important. The idea of we'll fix it in post. Yeah, the <laughs> idea of we'll fix it in post. That's all I'm gonna do. If I make a movie, dude, we're fixing all of them posts. I might not even film it, bro. <laughs> 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 I do have a question for you, Alex. So like sure. if let's say like something like The Flash labeled itself as an animated movie with like live action elements. Would that would that one shot scene would that have value now? Like if a like not even just the flash, but if an animated like movie, TV show, whatever, did a one shot scene, would you give it value then? Just like because it's like in that genre, or is it still kind of too like well, whatever you know? That is a really good question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would give it value. I just don't think I would give it as much value as a live action scene that is a wonder. And an example of that is, I mean, I know this is a live action scene, right? But in the yeah. new Transformers movie, they also have a wonder, which is done entirely CGI because they're all Transformers and the environment's all fake and all of that. But yeah. the way that it's executed for as much as I like disagree with Michael Bay's filmmaking, he makes it feel like it's possible. And I give that a lot of value over something. Michael Bay direct the bubble winner? No, 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 he directed the, the uh, Rise of the Beast. Oh, he directed Rise of the Beast? Yep, he came back. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I thought somebody else did it. I, I thought it was the same guy who did Bumblebee. Am I incorrect? Let me let me look that up. But Yeah, I, I know he produced it, but I don't know if he directed it. But um, to kind of finish his point, or to disagree with his point morally, I think... Oh, yeah. No, it was Stephen Cable Jr. Okay, so he Michael Bay just produced it? Yes. I think so. Yes. All right. What I was more thinking of is the idea that what makes it an animated version of a Warner kind of more better than something that's... Well, I feel like this, you go back to this idea of pure animation versus performance capture. So when something's performance captured over and it's all redone later in CGI, I feel like obviously there's less because it's redone to make it look perfect. That's worse than something like a traditional animated movie or 3D animated movie like Across the Spider-Verse where there's somebody going in there hand placing all the elements. You get what I'm saying? So that is kind of like where I get, get into this idea of like, oh, okay this looks better to me because this is somebody going in and hand placing all these elements here to make sure it all runs smoothly and perfectly versus something that's um, something like the Guardians of the Galaxy or Flash one where it might be all, you know, parts of this are performance captured on a blue screen in the middle of Atlanta and then we redo over it um, at some Chinese warehouse with people making 10 cents an hour. So... A very specific example. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people use this as Thailand now that has lots of lots of animation houses for higher animation houses, I think. I did not know that. But I mean, even going back to the Transformers one, it's yes, they are hand placed, but the camera movement is what sells it really for me. 
they can have as many CGI elements as they need, I think. I mean, I'm going to... I'm not going to say that. They can have CGI elements and entire characters can be CGI, but as long as the camera feels like it can actually exist and move within that environment, that's what I give the artistic merit to. I don't know, man. I I, I really... is is I think I, I mainly just disagree with the idea of just the, the premise of like fully CG animated scenes in the first place because then it's like, why even include them? No, I agree. I agree. Uh, and kind of that for me is just so dis- that's the idea of CGI is so destructive to the fundamental idea of filmmaking to, for me sometimes, but I can't even like abide by it. I think for me, it's not necessarily fully CGI scenes. It's if they use CGI to recreate an element that looks real, specifically in like these wonder scenes where they put in digital replacements of these actors, that's where the yeah. CGI becomes too much. Is it? Yeah. So do you mean like with Paul Walker and Fast and the Furious, like that type of stuff, or is it like a, another example? Yeah, I mean, that's almost more disrespectful than anything. What, but, you thinking Fast yeah. Seven was disrespectful? Because, like, I, I believe in the idea of something like, if somebody has passed away, we need to just let them go. And I don't like this idea that, oh, we're never going to let people die. We're just going to re-CGI them. Kind of like how this new Indiana Jones. I think movie. that Fast 7 let him go. Yeah, I think well, there's I a like difference. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like they let him go, but I feel like they shouldn't have even included a CG, so a body double with his CGI face over in the beginning. Well, the body double was his brother. Yeah, but I feel like it shouldn't have even been a thing in the first place. Like <laughs> just that, write, like, write him know. out for the rest of the movie. Oh, he's already gone home. No, or just kill him off. Just really legit kill him off. How would I don't you know kill him off? Do. How would yeah, you? Do you want to show footage of the accident? Yeah, you <laughs> show a real recorded footage of the accident in the theater. Oh my god! But no, like, I think of this idea like James Earl Jones has sold his voice to Disney, so that they for, for, can forever use him as the voice of Darth Vader. I yeah. hate that idea. In fact, I hate the idea that Star Wars is still around. We need to be able to let <laughs> things go. <laughs> like, things I, I have happened. That, like, things have to, I think things have to end at some point. I do agree with that. Like, the notion yeah. that things should be able to end. I just think, like, specifically the Paul Walker example, I think that's something different. I think that's like a. I'm okay with that because it, I think it was done well. I think it was yeah, done Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm probably be over the top. But I, like, I feel like when you start completely CGIing people. Yeah. And that's why kind of even, why even do it? Like, what, like, what's like the distinction for him and like those type of scenarios? Yeah, I, I think that when you do CGI somebody, like, see, use a digital double to stand in for somebody, I think that is um, too far. I think the camera has to feel real, and I think as much as the elements as possible have to be real. Yeah. And if there, if elements can't be real, for the example of Transformers, where like you're not going to film real Transformers. I understand. That's why you're going to use the digital ones. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Why not? We need to build some real mobile suit Gundams in Japan. Uh, I, I was thinking more. Oh, I was thinking more stop motion. Just someone gets their action figures out. <laughs> Honestly, that would almost that would almost be more cool. A stop motion transformer would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And make it make it look like the old original anime, like all their G1 designs. I'd be yeah, down for that. If they were that, using stop motion, would you 
would you consider that an animated movie? I was just about to ask the same thing. Is stop motion animated? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say well, it is. Yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd say it is. I love dogs and Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox are both considered animated, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. They're animated because, I mean, stop motion is literally just animate traditional 2D animation, but in just a 3D space, you know? Right. Because you're I still think, taking singular oh, photos. Right. I think for something to be live action, it has to be self-motivated. It can't be someone comes in, moves something, takes another picture. Yeah, I, I agree with that idea. Like, I don't know if this is good. Have y'all ever seen the movie Small Soldiers? It's like that of movie where, like, yeah, is would, would that fall into like, is that is that movie stop motion? That movie is stop it. motion. Oh, yeah, that, um, I, if that's I with like the little like GI Joe. Yeah, it's where the, the orcs, little soldier right? dudes fight the kids. Yeah. Okay. I, I I feel like that's if I remember correctly, it was done all stop motion. Okay. I need to let me let me look it up. I'll look it up right now. That movie came out in '98. That was a good yeah. movie. Yeah, Alex, you need to watch that. <laughs> okay, I'll put it on my list. Watch, it's on Pluto currently. <laughs> watch. It is good. I do like small soldiers, but like I'm trying to think about that movie where we're talking about like not just stop motion, but kind of like kind of like how it comes like i guess the scene and it's in and of itself like where like i guess that point is for us or whatever yeah i I can agree with that okay all right well we have reached an hour and five minutes is there anything else anybody wants to say or should we wrap it up here watch small soldiers (laughs) watch small soldiers that's what your homework is for next week all of the viewers uh, if you're thinking about yeah, Kirsten Dunst is in it. If you're, if you're thinking about going to the theaters to watch Flash, uh, just stop. <laughs> Wait till it comes to HBO. Don't even don't even watch it when it comes to Max. Don't even do that. Just don't so, ever see it. I know Jason answered this, but Alex, amongst the other DC movies, where is this for you? Where where is this? Where does this rank? Not even rank. Just well, I guess yeah, I guess ranking. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's below Black Adam, and okay. it's above Birds of Prey. Okay. It's above Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. <laughs> um, it's below Aquaman. I oh, think that sounds like. It sounds like to me that Alex is sexist. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say the first Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh yeah, Wonder Woman's like top three. It goes yeah. Man of Steel, the first Wonder Woman, and then. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Next week, we should talk about Zack Snyder's movies so I can say why they're all bad. Next week, I would love to talk about Zack Snyder. Is there anything else you want to talk about next week? Ali, Jason? Uh, I would love to talk about Zack Snyder and why he's a visionary and we need to bring back the Snyder first. That's my homework. I need to watch those movies. Dude, do not watch the... I have not seen the 4-Hour Justice League and I refuse to. Don't watch it. Not necessarily. Bro, watch, watch Man of Steel. Watch Batman v Superman, the ultimate cut. Oh my Not God. the original okay. cut. No, no, like, no, no just watch. Like, no, all you got to watch is 300, Man of Steel, <laughs> and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Justice is gray. You can. Okay. But it's really dark. And then you need to somehow acquire me a, a full reel of his new movie that hasn't been released yet. But we need to watch that. We need to first off, we need to watch it live on What's Twitch. What's it called? Rebel, Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon. Rebel, Rebel Moon. It's his version of Star Wars, which I'm really yeah. excited. 
I'm not. It looks good. It looks the cinematography looks like Denis Villeneuve in terms of like Dune or Blade Runner, but it's still Zack Snyder, and so yeah. So it probably won't be good or have any real character development or even follow. You you take that back. You take that back. (laughs) You take that back. You take that back. Everybody, Um, your homework is to watch Watchmen tonight. No, (laughs) he doesn't have to watch Watchmen. Yeah. Ali, is there anything you want to talk about next week? Any burning things on your mind? Uh, there's nothing burning in my mind right now. Okay. Well, Ooh, wait, I want him to talk about Avatar. <laughs> you want to talk about Avatar? Avatar? Ali to talk about the, the last Avatar. Airbender? Yeah. The okay. New picture. Talk about last Airbender. Yeah. I'm okay. good to talk about okay. Dave Filoni any day. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Are we ready to end the podcast? Yeah. Sure. Let's end it. Let's end it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is episode two of Our Thoughts on This. Today, we talked about The Flash and where the line of CGI and animation versus live action should be drawn, how much is too much. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about Zack Snyder and, I guess, Avatar The Last Airbender. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.